This is Goals with Soul, a podcast for visionary coaches and entrepreneurs, building your business with inspired action. In alignment with your mission and authentic message, so you can create impact for your soul clients and feel lit up every day. I'm your host, Joe Ingram, married mum of three daughters from London and a former ad agency director turned business coach and strategist. In Goals with Soul, we blend revenue generation with energetics, marketing strategies with pranic healing, and ambitious business goals with our soul's desires. If you're looking to build your business with less efforting and more ease, this is the podcast for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul. I'm Joanna Ingram. And today we're diving into wellness for female entrepreneurs, because if, like me, you are juggling all the things, it won't take too long before you'll come up against some niggle, if you're lucky, or something that takes you out your business far more dramatically when it comes to your health and wellness. And of course, running our own businesses, it's more important than ever that we take care of ourselves, not down the line when we're looking for healthcare solutions, but rather at the preventative stage, staying well, healthy, vibrant and energetic. A few short days from now on December 2nd, I will be turning 49 years old. And as I hurtle towards my 50th, taking care of my health is absolutely front and center. I know that some of those things that felt so easy in my 30s are suddenly things that I'm having to pay a lot more attention to. And that's why I was so excited to have a conversation with today's guest. Christiana Schroeter really understands what it takes to be vibrantly healthy. And she's also the host of a top 2.5% global ranked podcast, Happy Healthy Hustle. She's a health and happiness coach who supports female entrepreneurs and mothers in finding their best selves by kickstarting and maintaining their health. I couldn't wait to ask Christiana for her view on how to integrate wellness practices when you have a very demanding schedule and how to boost energy levels even when you're juggling a hectic home and entrepreneurial life. I know that like me, you will find so many tips and tricks to inspire you to stay healthy and vibrant whilst also building your business with fun and joy. Let's dive in. Hey, Christiana, welcome to Goals with Soul. Hello there, I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here because we've spoken before and you really impressed me or impressed upon me this idea about taking care of health and how that translates into vibrancy in our businesses. And before we like go into so much great advice and ideas that I know you're going to share, I would just love to know a little bit about how you ended up as that as your specialism. Well, it's kind of you walk the walk, and then you can talk to talk, so to speak. So I'm a mom, and you can maybe hear from my accent, I'm also a first-generation immigrant. So I came to the United States as, as, you know, from Germany, as kind of like figuring out the culture, trying to establish my lifestyle here, um, did graduate school, and t- totally put my self-care on the back burner. Because I was hustling. I was basically just striving to finish my PhD and thinking that whatever time I have needs to be spent studying and whatever minimal self-care time I have needs to be, you know, maybe even studying a little bit more. And I realized my health was going downhill and I kept going and my digestive issues that I've been born with since I was a child only 
tended to get worse. So then I had children and that really doesn't help your self-care assessment either. <laughs> it only aggravates how little time you only have during the day. Um, from my job, um, I actually started my uh, tenure track job while I was pregnant. Um, definitely an interesting experience. And then I all of a sudden came to the point where I thought, you know what, this can't go on. I need to model to my children that I'm taking care of myself. And it's kind of like when you see in the airplane, the message, take care of yourself first, and then you are going to be a better helper for the people around you. And it just rang so true because I noticed how quickly your mood can change as a mom when you can take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it seems like you diffused whatever was going on in your mind. So I started in kind of infusing my day. Let's use that word, infusing my day with little moments of energy and little bursts of, um, you know, movement little bursts of little healthy snacks, and also just self-care moments. I had stopped reading since my graduate program. I was like, you know, I don't have time to read anymore. And then all of a sudden, I really missed it because I like reading, but I just didn't have time for it. And started weaving in all these different self-care habits. And all of a sudden, I felt my life really became complete again. And I don't want to overuse the word balanced because sometimes you think can you really have a balanced life but in a certain way as soon as you add self-care to your day it seems that you're more grounded and focused and that you have the energy to tackle whatever else is going on in your life so it's kind of whatever life throws at you if you have a little bit of moment to withdraw because I, I am really very much in a public position because I teach I need those moments where I can withdraw and where I can just be that introvert in me. And then I can come out and I'm an ex even better extrovert. <laughs> so that to me, it's really like this balance between uh, self-time, which is for me actually only alone, mostly alone time, and being a better extrovert where I'm in the public eye, in the classroom and teaching. So sometimes people say, you have so much energy. Well, I have that because I have those other moments in between. It's this beautiful synergy. Yeah, I love so much about this story because you really call to that like achievement wound reflection in me, which is this idea, you know, we're really high achievers. So many people listening to this show in our business, in our industry, are women who oftentimes come out of academia or out of corporate and we we hustle. Now, I'm going to use that word really lightly because yeah. as a marketer and someone, a messaging specialist, I rail against the idea of hustle. You know, it makes you think of bro marketing and icky sales and, you know, doing anything for the next buck kind of energy. But if we think of hustle in its broadest sense, which just means constantly our minds are whirring, constantly in the doing, not always doing the needle moving things, but just doing, 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 then many of us are consistently in that hustle mode. And we want to create really good energy off the back of it, but we're not putting that energy in. And I relate so much to what you said about not taking care of your health. And I've, you know, I can relate to that immensely. And I remember actually looking back in corporate, it was easier 
to care for myself in corporate than it has been as a business owner, than it has been when I'm totally in charge of my time. Because it takes a lot of intentionality to be the one who now sets these standards for yourself. So I'm curious, like, how did you initiate that for yourself? And, and how does that work for clients that you work with? How do you get from a place where you are prioritizing the hustle rather than the kind of self-care? And what do you do to make that transition? Yeah, you're bringing up a, a good point. Um, if you are a driven individual, a driven entrepreneur, you tend to really look at your business goals and everything else around it just seems so secondary. However, you have to keep in mind that frequently, especially if you are the solopreneur, you are the one in charge. And if you are not well, those business goals are just not going to be attainable. And I frequently realized that if I keep pushing myself, the work that I actually produced wasn't even very good. That I sometimes realized, oh, if I would have taken maybe 30 minutes to just go for that walk, I call them sanity walks. <laughs> I love that. And like whatever stress was happening my day, my sanity walk would have maybe exceptionally diffused that. I could have come back and I would have been more productive. And I totally agree about the word hustling. It sounds like you're just like jogging from one thing to the next. And it's like this overworked mom image that we are getting. Um, at the same time, it's also our minds that are constantly spinning. So by taking that time to yourself, you're actually calming down your mind. And I would encourage you not to do 10 things. So for instance, don't be on a treadmill watching a soap opera and listening to um, a podcast and um, I don't know what, filing your nails or something like this. There's just, that's exactly what you don't want to do. So I became very intentional in using my very busy calendar and scheduling the me time in there. And once you do that and you stick to your calendar and it doesn't have to be a lot, 15, 30 minutes, you all of a sudden develop habits to where if you don't do those scheduled times, you miss them. It's just like with everything. Like we get used to drinking coffee in the morning. We get used to whatever, you know, sitting down at dinner and, and enjoying dinner with a glass of wine or something like this. So it's it's just a habit you need to build and it's a muscle you need to develop. Mm. So for me, for instance, it's simple things like going for a walk in the morning or in the evening, I do Pilates, kind of like look at your day as like bookends. That's how I look at it. So I want to open it with self-care and I want to close it with self-care and whatever happens in between is the hustle stuff. That's cool. I can't control that. Um, I mean, I try as much as I can, but then, you know, it's always life happens, right? So you kind of need to figure out how can I create little bookends that keep this all a little bit... Um, like a pot where you put a little on it, mm. <laughs> Keep it a little bit in there and there's like you know it's boiling and it's like Ooh. so what can you do to maybe keep the energy um high so your your job is thriving is that you actually need to create boundaries and that's maybe like the bookends that I'm talking about so my boundaries are I take me time in the morning I wake up and I I stretch 
and I take me time in the evening. And those are my little boundaries. And my body realizes, okay, wake up, stretch. And then in the evening, okay, bedtime. <laughs> we are doing Pilates. And it's so important to do this because otherwise, especially if you're working from home, it's like never ending. Yeah. Um, I mean, you might have different rooms. And so there's a geographic distance between your work and maybe the living room. But otherwise, it's just so easy to say, well, I might as well just write some more emails and check a little bit on this and that. Um, so you need to create um, those boundaries because otherwise you're just like a sponge that just keeps on absorbing, absorbing, but you're really not um, making it clear that you you can't constantly just soak up whatever stress is going on because eventually you're just going to be you know like like kind of washed out yeah it's like <laughs> most of us like... most of us know that we have to take care of ourselves and we're so fortunate aren't we in our industry that we are always in containers and company and being influenced by and reading about different self-care modes you know we know that being out in nature feels good and grounding and you know caring for ourselves in great ways breathing exercises and good food it's like okay we get the message and yet so many of us are still not doing it and I don't think it's because we don't know what to do but there's something else stopping us now, I know my personal reasons, which I'm really happy to share with you. But first, I'd love to like hear, what do you hear most from people? Like, why are they not doing it? Why are these smart, mm. overachieving, entrepreneurial experts not doing something so simple? Good. Yeah, I just had a coaching call um, last week. So this is like a brilliant question. Um, let me maybe talk about the people I've and the issues that they mostly bring up. Just talked with somebody last week and she said, well, I had children and I thought I'm going to put my self-care on the back burner for 18 years. And when they move out of the house, I'm going to pick up my self-care again. Now think about this, 18 years, that's a long time, right? But that's essentially the time between the birth of the child and until they move out. And if you think of your body, um, you know, you're going through a lot of different changes. So I frequently hear that. I totally know what to do. It's not that I don't have the tools. It's not that I don't have the information, but I just don't feel that I have the time for it, right? So that's the one group. Um, the other group is the one that I've tried everything and nothing worked. And so I like throwing up the hands in the air and basically saying, it, I'm just not um, that type of person. It's just not working on me. Um, so maybe the first one is the um, putting things on back burner group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the second one is the um, nothing works on me group. And sometimes a little bit more challenging because then you need to get through to them and say, well, like maybe let's not um, overthink this because it's your mind that has a lot to do with it. And then there's a third group that's very focused on getting things done like tomorrow, like, oh, I have an, a meeting for my business and it's actually on Saturday and I would like to lose 15 pounds. Okay, so they yeah. are the... Um, the, the people that just want like results like tomorrow. And then I kind of tell them, well, your business didn't take off in a day, did it? I mean, it's nothing, it happens fast. It's a long game and you need to think about your body as a long game too. 
So then what, what I do is I actually always use the saying that, okay, if you don't have five minutes in your day, I think we have a real problem. And I just say that because I think that if you really look at the time in your day, and it doesn't even have to be you write down everything what you do, but just take a look at your calendar. Like even do all Zoom calls need to happen while you sit? No, right? I do Zoom calls when I walk outside. I mean, we have little computers like AKA phones that we could just carry and AirPods you could put in. So you could walk and you could talk. Hmm, Walkie-talkie seems kind of handy and you're outside. Mm. And um, a lot of the people that I talk to actually embrace that. I basically show them this is how we can connect while we are outside. And I walk in California and you walk wherever you are in the world. So I think that whether you're scrolling five minutes on social media, because that's probably how you're filling maybe time between meetings, or you're going a five-minute walk, I give you $1,000 that the five-minute walk will feel incredibly refreshing. And the five-minute scrolling will be like, oh, I can't believe that I just did that. It's like a little vortex where you're like, I just spent five minutes on Instagram. Whoa, where did time go, right? <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. It's powerful. And I really relate to a lot of the resistance points that you mentioned there. And I think, you know, whatever we're trying to achieve in this world, in our business, in our lives as mums and and yeah. all of the parts, you know, I haven't got enough time or I haven't got enough energy are really typical. And it's interesting when it comes to this area of like um, self-care that I've seen in my own life, particularly since I've been coaching and, and been running my business, that sometimes I put it on the back burner, like you said, because I think that it's less important. Now, I've been blessed. And thank God I'm mostly healthy. You know, I don't have a chronic illness that gives you no choice about how you approach your, your self-care. And instead, I've always felt like it's optional. So it's like, oh, you know, if I feel like doing the walk or doing the breathing or doing the thing. And I've got an acupressure mat at the moment that I'm obsessed by, but whatever it is that it's in at the moment, I'll do it if I feel like it. And then I might go through a period of a week or so where I'm just not feeling it. Perhaps I've got a bit of added work pressure or perhaps I'm a little more tired and suddenly it drops. Now I'm wondering whether that's about not being strong enough on my why not really getting what that motivation is dialed in with the equal priority that I do about certain business goals or do about my relationships or something like that. Do you see that coming up quite often? Exactly. It's, it's exactly the same issue with me and with all of my clients. It's 100% always the exact same issue that your why needs to be your personal drive and motivating factor and it could be different um so uh, let's maybe say a poorly chosen why is just to focus on body weight as like a number because it's not real I mean I wrote my dissertation about obesity and it's not just like you step on a scale and hold oh, the weight came off and what are you going to do then the stop <laughs> that's not it right it's a journey our bodies are changing and you need to think about everything else that relates to whether you have additional weight or anything else. Because if you 
if you maybe want to lose weight, it's also um, maybe your knees are hurting or your hips are hurting or your back are hurting, or maybe you don't sleep well at night, um, or maybe the foods that you choose are giving you headaches or acne or digestive issues. So you more need to think of, we're not trying to treat the consequence, we're rather trying to figure out how can we even prevent what's happening. So your why should be, I want to be healthy because I want to stick around for my children. And I want to model to my children that we can live healthy lives, even though my children might not love fruits and vegetables. If I don't eat them, they're going to grow up not eating them either. So I'm basically raising two individuals that are going to be living on junk food. Do I want that? No, I don't want to be responsible for this. So I need to model to them that, yes, mommy needs me time. And then they understand that they do that too. And I don't tell them, oh, here, read a book or draw a picture because they need to figure out themselves what their me time is all about. And that's the beauty of self-care too, that you tap into whether it's your left side brain or however you want to talk, call it your introversion and you explore your creativity. And that is actually going to make you a better leader, a better mom or wife or partner, because you tap into something that has been there all along. You just haven't really used it yet. So in a certain way, think of your self-care time as a synergy that's going to make you a better all-around person. That's why it's holistic, really. So yes, you put things on the back burner. You say, oh, I'm taking a week off. And that's fine, right? Things fall to the side. But maybe what you should think about is, all right, so maybe during that week, I didn't do anything. And I wanted to tell my kids, you know, like, oh, we're still eating five fruits and vegetables per day. And I'm like, well, I really didn't do this myself again. And then I just tell them, you know what, this this last week, we we really didn't think about the fruits and vegetables very much. So let's pick that up again and just choose a random day. It doesn't need to be January 1, where everybody does New Year's resolutions. Just choose another day and say, all right, so how about we just start weaving in little habits again and everybody at the table choose like one thing and then we start doing this. And then my daughter might say, oh, I really want to play basketball with dad when he comes from work. And my other daughter might say, oh, I really want to do this. And so then it's a little bit more buy-in than just me like, okay, here we go. We're going to eat broccoli every Tuesday. That's not working. Mm -hmm. So you need to create a little bit of a of a community feeling and have accountability partners. And by all means, just use your family. I mean, you have them anyway. You might as well just use them. <laughs> so like friends, family, use them. I had a friend during the pandemic. She texted me every day. We called it the positive news of the day. We texted each other every day, something small and positive that happened. Oh, today the sun is out. Or I went for a walk. Or I noticed that my veggies are growing or something like that. And you got into the habit. And then when she didn't text, I was like, what the heck? She doesn't have anything positive. <gasps> and then she texted later and said, whatever happened. <laughs> it's okay. Just pick it up again. It's it's all right. If things fall to the side, you have your accountability partners. And that's why it's so important in all my coaching that I build community. Because community creates a stronger bond of you sticking to your goals. And people will appreciate that you lift each other up because we all have shitty moments when we are going down. And so just like 
you know, reach out and say, hey, I missed you. Come back up. Come on, let's do this together. You know, I love that story of positivity and you and your friend sharing those moments. And it's it's makes me think. You know, one of the biggest things that I get from my self care and and taking care of my wellness is an uplifting mood. And I think too frequently we just focus on the physical benefits. And you know, clearly, I mean, having written your dissertation on obesity, there are certain people in society where those physical changes are going to be the first and foremost thing they're looking for. But many, many others of us who are less focused on the physical results, although, like you said, a few pounds is always nice, a few pounds lost. But um, moving on to the mood, I know that in my journey as an entrepreneur, one of the things that has almost, well, always without exception been a great determinator of how well my business is going is my mood and it isn't things are going well in my business therefore I'm in a good mood it's always I've I'm in a good mood and therefore things are starting to change or go well or I'm meeting new goals and when I say good mood I mean regulated and feeling that I can be bold and courageous and playful and unattached to the outcome of things and having trust and certainty and I know that that will never happen when I'm not taking care of myself it's just the two just don't come together right so mm-hmm. when we're when we're taking care of ourselves and our mood uplifts and all of those great feelings come the things in my business that shifted and I see this over and over with clients who are going through a similar journey that I've been on which is suddenly we're more visible suddenly we're showing up in our marketing suddenly we're you know super um energized in our coaching sessions with our clients and suddenly referrals are flowing and all these good things start to sort of unfold because we're in this great energized place is that something that you see often and what are the two part question and what are the kind of simplest things that make the biggest changes for someone if they want to improve their mood Mm. I see it all the time um uh, and just when you described that it's it's really um how you should think about exercise so there are of course it's endorphins this this happiness and I call myself actually a health and happiness coach where the health and happiness is directly related so I don't I don't really want to say I'm a fitness instructor because it's not just about being fit. It's rather about happy. So the I see it all the time to where people walk in and they may be a little bit grumpy into my, um, whether they walk into an online coaching session or I meet with them um, one-on-one. So whether it's in a group setting or in a one-on-one setting to how their moods shift and think a little bit in terms of um, just yourself Um, I'm giving you like an example right now. So if we were not to to see ourselves right now on Zoom and you would pick up the phone and you wouldn't smile, I would really hear that. Even if I wouldn't see that, I would hear that you're not in that amazing mood. It just carries through in your voice. But if you pick up the phone and you're smiling, it actually really transcends that's like the right word to use here to me. And it's the same thing with your energy and your mood. If you take care of yourself, there is just like this light around you to where you're feeling, I can move things, I can do this. 
And that's what you're then tackling in your business. So I see it all the time to where I, I teach a really early morning um, Pilates class. Um, well, I say really early, it's um, because there is a lot of um, younger people that come to it and it's, you know, it's 740. It's like, oh my gosh, it's really early. Um, and I tell them, I promise you, the worst thing is to get out of bed. I promise you, because once you're there, you will never, ever leave the room saying, I so regret that I got out of bed. And if that happens, let me know. And to this day, it has never happened. And I've been teaching it for 15 years. Yeah, It doesn't happen that you leave the rec center. You're like, dang, I hated being there today. No, it doesn't. Because you walk away and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I did get up early. It kind of sucked. It was dark outside, you know, and uh, I felt like it was the only world. Uh, it's like dreaming. Like you get there grumpy. You always leave a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. So you need to like think about between getting out of bed and getting yourself to whatever you want to do, your walk, your book, your stretching, your workout. That needs to be as smooth as possible. Remove all of the little obstacles that could derail your goal and then you will move away happier so um we kind of need to be very honest with ourselves it's like sometimes lying to us I'm like well today's just not the day it's monday and blah 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 we come up with all these excuses so don't do that be like i said the accountability partners help a lot and um, don't cheat yourself because you know you'll be happier afterwards. So th- I rather, instead of saying I need to lose 15 pounds, think about how you walk away with a smile and how much energy you have for the rest of the day when you go to that early morning workout class. Um, and that's what you got to focus on. So I see it all the time. I so understand where you're coming from with this, Christiana. And I could talk about this all day, but I would love at this point to invite you to share some inspired action because I know that I'm ready for some new input when it comes to self-care. And I was walking in the woods every single day, like you, I live nearby, some beautiful nature. And I think it's so important to make it a habit. And you really inspired me at the beginning when you're talking about how to connect things so you're doing them all the time. And I was wondering if you might be able to share some ways that can inspire us to actually do something rather than just enjoy a good conversation about it. Lovely. Yeah, so I have um, an amazing template that's called the five pillars of health. And I would encourage you to think about health as, um, you know, like giving high five to your own health. So health is not just, you know, the physical movement, exercise, or just the nutrition. Those are two pillars. Yes, amazing. But we also have our social health. You got to hang out with your friends, ideally in person. Because if you think about the online um, aspect, that's great. But in-person connection is another pillar right there. And you have to take care of yourself um, with sleeping. And then there is that mental health there. And actually, because I'm a professor, I emphasize the mental health in my classroom so much, whether that's something that I say, um, you know, write down in a diary every every evening what you're grateful for or write down in the morning, um, like one thing that you really appreciate about the day. So it's the 
nutrition, exercise, social health, mental health, sleep. Those are the five pillars that really build us up. And in that template, I give you lots of little tips and tricks that you can use in your very busy day. And each of them is only five minutes. So even what I do is I'm in my calendar. I have different colors for all my activities. So my children, for instance, are red. My workout is blue. My work is green. Create a new color for yourself. Let's just say purple. And then create five minute moments in there. And let's just call them bursts of joy, right? So sprinkle the bursts of joy through your week. Um, like little glimmers of hope in between when you're stressed out and then look at this five pillars of health template and pick some of them that resonate with you because it's kind of like you go to this food court and you're like okay what am I in the mood for what am I in the mood for so look at this as like your your mood board well today I'm in the mood for this or today I'm in the mood for this um, don't dwell on it just do right because as soon as you do it's going to happen so just get the get the action rolling and that's really like how I look at it you just you just have to get it done I also teach a master class on Thursday um that's called um I help you getting shit done which mm-hmm. is great because frequently people are like well I just don't even know where to start and then we're basically creating an action plan and I have also a template for daily weekly monthly or even semi-annual um little checklist where we can check things off with lots of ideas that you can make work for you. There's no one size fits all. We all uniquely individual, but we all need to take care of ourselves. That's what we all have in common. And the more we can appreciate that, the better. And where can people access your resources and find out more about you? So I am at Hello Happy Nest. HelloHappyNest.com. Think about yourself as a nest that you're trying to make happy and you're saying hello to the happy nest. And you can also find me on Instagram at hello.happy.nest. And I have a podcast that's called The Happy Healthy Hustle because I believe if you can make your hustle a little happier and a little healthier, then we're actually turning this negative churning out of work into something that we relate in a more positive energy. Wonderful. So go say hi to Christiana over on Instagram and uh, tune into her podcast. The links are all in the show notes. Christiana, just say thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so much fun chatting about this. Thank you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, whether it's your first time here with us on Goals with Soul or whether you're a regular listener, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Reviews have a phenomenal impact to help others find podcasts that they most enjoy and get the best value from. So if you're loving this, please do share it so others can find it too. And so have an inspired action week. Take care. Bye now. (laughs) 